Hey there, hi there, ho there. Be Halloween. Actually, really? not really because it's coming out on November 1st, but you can pretend you'll still be in that spooky, ooky, kooky mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're recording on Halloween. We're not recording at 8 p.m., our usual time for some reason now. I like it. I like the nighttime um, aesthetic we got going on. It's it is definitely different doing it in the morning. It's mm-hmm. been a long time since we've done one in the morning. We used to do them at like 11 a.m. on Thursdays. Girl. Those are the days. Those are when mm-hmm. life was oozy. And then it was like 1 p.m. for a long time. And then sometimes 2 or 3. And now it's 8 p.m. I don't know where that time jump came in, but With it definitely did. social distancing, the 8 p.m. just works better. But because tonight the little trick-or-treaters, I'm assuming I've never had any before, are going to be ding dong trick Um, We can't do it at night. It has to be mm-hmm. early in the day. That's true. Sorry, I drank all that water now, That's <laughs> so okay, it's all building babe. up. She's got her overnight water. You may have heard of overnight the oats. Overnight. Katie's an overnight water advocate. She'll be posting her recipe video later this evening. I'll leave a link. It's that water, like you wake up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden you're just like, you've got the driest mouth, like you need all that water. And so you just like, I mean... You drink all that water on your nightstand. You're just like, <gasps> and it's like it's that little, you know, those kids. They're holding their cups like this with their both both of their hands, and they make it all the noise. They in the make world. those gulp sounds that I just yeah. don't like. Mm-hmm. Um. Anywho, <laughs> so our seamless second theme because that's the thing we're doing now. Um, it has nothing to do with Halloween, but. I feel like it's just, it's just right with what we're doing. Uh huh. It's right with, with the our, week. Yeah. Um. So we're kind of doing like a little ranking thing, just like of things we've thought about this week, things we've been doing, whatever. Um. So what is your ranking? <sighs> Goodness this week? gracious me, oh my! I wasn't gonna do this, but then Katie said, "Well, you could," and I said, "Okay." So now that I have permission, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to go off. All right. So this week, I decided, in honor of Golden being released, um, what Monday? Monday, yeah, because it was yeah. the day I went to go vote. Uh huh. Go vote if you haven't. Don't mail it in. Show up at the polling station. I said what I said. Um, bef- <laughs> I want to rank the videos from Fine Line Era. So there's five. Ooh. Um, from best to, I don't want to say worst because I don't think any of them are bad, but just like best to like my personal least favorite. Um, okay. And I also want to say before I say this, I want to say before I say this, Narcissist! I think I manifested the amount of music videos we got for the Fine Line era. We got a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, this is more than I'm, I was expecting. But I am happy. I feel it. This is just my opinion real quick. I didn't rank these. But I feel like having Golden, I assume, as the last one. Or maybe he should, he's just really going all out and just saying, I'm doing all of them. Um, I would pass away. Um, but Golden, he did save the best for last. That's just my opinion. We'll have to see if I agree. Mm, spoiler alert, I do. I am I'm biased. That was that's my favorite song. But if you listen to our end of the year podcast in 2019, I was soft grunge, you were soft boy. I said I love visual albums. 
Mm-hmm. And compare this time around to HS1 where we only got like two videos, Sign of the Times and Kiwi. I'm just saying you're all welcome for me putting that into the universe and for like Thank Harry you. and his team connecting with what I said and saying, hey, babe, we got you, girly. We got you this year. They can connect with you on the music videos, but not the merch. I know. Oh, that did kind of play a part in this rank. So number one, I already kind of revealed it, Golden. I do think he saved the best for last. Um, I don't think the promotion for Golden was as big of a deal as some of the other videos, but the editing, the scenery, the outfits, immaculate. It's just like he seems so happy Mm -hmm. and joyful, and I think that's what I liked most about it. And, you know, you you don't need to always do these extravagant music videos to make one good, you know? He just looked very in his element, and he was, like, being goofy and having fun. Even though I think Mm -hmm. this was the week when people were like, yes, let's wait outside his house. Yes, let's fly a drone into his private property. I'm like, y'all are crazy. Y'all are dirty for that. Y'all are Mm -hmm. wrong. Leave that man alone. Then, number two, we have Adore You. So, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, this one had promotion out the wazoo. I talked about this in the wazoo. my, <laughs> my um, I got eucalyptus on my mind. That was when, like, Aroda stuff was coming down. Like, that was in 2019. I was like, oh, my God, because they dropped this trailer, and there was, like, the fish. And I love the outfits in the Adore You video. Mm-hmm. Like, the little chevron-striped, like, shirt-shorts combo. I was like, that's cute. That's cute. I want that. Um, and I like the storytelling element of it. Then mm-hmm. we have lights up. <laughs> Step Ooh, into the, the light. Sometimes I forget that's like an actual song. Me too, because it came out so long ago. And I just remember that the video came out in the middle of the night. And it was just like, un- like there was no announcement or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And seeing it, I was like, oh my god, body and soul. Yes, very simple, but like a lot of just, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of skin, a lot of fun a lot of freedom, and just the shock factor. I go back to that video every now and then. The serotonin, she's still there. And then number four, some people might have a problem, but I don't care. Watermelon sugar. Hi. I know that's, like, probably the most popular song from this album, but it's not that I'm like, oh, my God, it's overplayed, because I don't listen to the radio, so that's not my problem. It's just, like, the video for this was not my favorite. Like, it was iconic in its own right, but I I don't know. Um, I'm just going to add a little quick comment. So, like, the music video, I saw it once, and I like the aesthetic. I really like all the colors of, of, um, involved in it. But again, it's not my favorite. But like you said, I don't listen to the radio. So I'm not the person that's like, Watermelon Sugar is so overplayed. Because I still listen to Watermelon Sugar. I like that song. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually grew on me because I used to hate it at first. When I first heard it, like on SNL, I was like, this is just... Oh, I loved that performance. I know. Like you loved it. And I was like, this is just not my song. But it really grew on me. Um, so apparently all the Harry stands who are mad that he's not underground anymore... Or hate watermelon when sugar. Was oh. he ever underground? Girl, Y'all are crazy. I don't know. This is Harry Styles of One Direction. This man was never underground. I think the self-titled album was more low-key, but I don't think he was ever, like, underground as an artist. Y'all just... Some of y'all just sound ridiculous. I'm just saying. Watermelon sugar, you know... <sighs> I appreciated the aesthetic. This is the vi- the only video I think that I've only watched one time because there's just a lot going on. 
Um, and mm-hmm. I already talked about this in one of our episodes. I don't know which one it is. Maybe I can find it and link it or something. But when everyone was like, yes, body posse, even though there was only like one representation of like a different body type. I'm going to leave that where it is. The merch was ugly. I'm I'm so sorry to the merch team, but it just was not. Y'all could have taken it here. And by here, I mean up to the ceiling. And y'all took it like two inches off the carpet. I want to see more. Then we have Falling as my least favorite. Ooh. Um, I actually <laughs> consider getting a tattoo for this for a second because, like, the imagery of him being like, oh, my God, with the shirt and the piano, I was like, that's really cool. But that, that was when I, like, didn't have any control over my life, and I'm glad I didn't do that now because, like, that would have been insane. No shade to anyone who did that. Y'all are just braver than me. Um, the visuals are cool, but it's, like, a very simple kind of video, you know, not a lot going on. There's emotion there. There's some symbolism with, like, the Eiffel Tower being out the window. But it was just, like, the most simple. I actually never saw this music video. Um, I mean, he's just playing the piano and the room is flooding. Yeah, I know that much. Maybe that's why I never saw it, because I know what happens. It's just, like, it's really simple. Like, And simple isn't a bad thing. It's just, like, Because Golden, I feel like, is simple. Golden is, like, it's a simple concept, but, like, I think with all, like, the editing... And the location changes. You can make something simple and make something grand out of it, and I feel like falling. And, you know, I'm not dizzy falling. I never saw it. I can't judge, but I'm just judging off what you said. There we go. Give me that. Give me that virginity show. Let's go. Come on. All right, so as of recently, I've been binge-watching Jane the Virgin. I tried watching this, like, a couple years ago. I didn't really get into it, but I started again, and I love it. I'm hooked. It's just everything I've ever wanted, Um, and I think, and I've said this, um, the narrator really just makes the entire, like, show. He, like, his little comments every now and again, and sometimes when, like, characters are confused, he's like, wait, I'm confused, too. Y'all gotta tell me what's going on. He's the backbone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna rank my top three characters on the show. I was gonna do five, but, you know, I'm already stressed thinking about three, so I can't do five. At number three, already mentioned him, and I do count him as a character, the narrator. I think I was spoiled on who the narrator is. But I'm not going to manifest that because I want to be surprised when I hear about it. I don't even know who it is. Yeah, you know, never start a show that you're currently watching. Because no matter if it's something innocent, like who plays like this person, you're going to figure out something. Like a death, a reveal, whatever. Um, Like I said, he makes the entire show. And I just love him for that. Thank you. And then number three, Alba, Abuela. She has my heart and soul. This like she's a sweet little woman. Yes, she has very traditional values, but can you blame her for it? She it's just what she believes in. And yes, she pushed that onto Ziomara and Jane, but everything works out in the end. With that like crumpled up flower. Mm-hmm. And then Number one, my all-time favorite, my queen herself, Ziamara. Agree. She, she is everything I want to be. 
I love her. The confidence. She has it all. And I love that she's going after her dream of being a singer. And she is a fantastic singer. I will say that. Um, she Her little romance with Rogelio. Mm, so innocent. So sweet. I, I keep saying those words, but it's just everything that I love about these characters. I think Xiomara, what you said, the confidence. She really exudes young mom energy. Um, and... This is a parallel, and maybe this is not a parallel that should be made, but I'm going to say it anyway. With her, like, singing career, she gives me um, Carrie Martin from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody energy. Mm -hmm. Like, they have that cocktail Mm -hmm. lounge. They're like, I'm singing to you tonight. Like, I love it. And notice how none of the on-screen male characters were involved because some of y'all, except for Rogelio and Mateo, mm, no. No, no, no. And that's on Raphael and Michael. Kayla's going to be the next Miss Mojo. She's going to be like, at the bottom of characters for Jane the Virgin, we have crying baby Mateo for throwing a fork into the plot. No, I'm just kidding. I love Mateo. He he started it all. We would not be here without him. Um, But I was telling, I was writing about this to you yesterday. Michael and Raphael, I'm like, these two, it's another team Edward, team Jacob situation. I'm like, I kind of know what team I'm on, but also I'm like, Jane, you just need to stay away from these men. They are just not good for you. It, it just causes so many problems in her life. And right now she's team Michael, as am I, because there is this sense of normal. Like she feels so normal around him. And I think it's like their upbringing, maybe. And because Raphael, he got that money. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that does that does come into conflict with their relationship. He reminds me of Logan from Gilmore Girls. He gives me like, let's fix all the problems with money a little too much. And I'm like, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. And I think she just feels really obligated to go back to Raphael all the time. She's like, well, he's the father of my child. And I get it, but that shouldn't be the sole factor that you're with somebody. Yeah. And I, I do sometimes wonder, I'm like, if she was never, like, if she never got pregnant, would she ever look at Raphael that way? Because their first interaction, yes, they kiss, but then, like, years later, they just, like, they didn't hit it off, really. So, I'm like, I think she would have stayed with Michael either way. Okay. Also, also, people are like, if you think Michael was the one, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, girl, I don't know. Girl? Is there something about Raphael I'm supposed to be looking for? Take it to therapy. They be trying that couple therapy all the time. I'm like, y'all gotta stop this. You know, something about couples therapy, especially if you have young children, you're gonna have to hire what? A babysitter. And that brings us to the main point of wow. our episode. Did you see that smooth segue? That was really... You're just really good at segues. Thank you so much. Um, that was my degree in college. Segway. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I've heard about this movie. It's like I see it on Netflix sometimes with that Bella Thorne. Can I just say Netflix and their little thumbnails, their movie posters. Y'all are just awful with these. I mean absolutely awful they will put they will put a person that is not even relevant to the film at all like for ladybird they have timothy as the main poster mm-hmm. like like um what about miss ladybird herself who the movie is 
is named, named after. It. Like, would that not make sense? I don't know. Netflix said everybody loves Timothy. We need to put stop. Stop. Like, he's now you're gonna not finish. The main thing. The Babysitter, you know, it came out in 2017. I did watch it when it first came out because I just kept seeing, like, the poster everywhere. And, you know, like, the Netflix banner where it, like, automatically plays whatever is, like, Mm -hmm. new and trendy at the moment? I kept seeing it. I was like, I just need to watch it. And I thought it was going to be trash. And, like... It kind of is. It kind of is, but it's kind of good. It's... Okay. So, going into it, I thought it was going to be so bad. I just thought, like, I thought the worst. I was thinking, this is just, like, it's going to be so bad, it's funny. But no, it's kind of, it's kind of bad, but it's also really fun. And just, it's funny, too. There were some times where I chuckled. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you combine, and this is no hate on Bella Thorne, but she has a reputation that precedes her with movies, not talking about her personality. I'm talking about her in movies. She's not the best actor. I will say that. And she really wasn't here either. But you add her and some, like, Vine star. And you automatically think, how reputable is this movie, really? But it turns out to be pretty good. It's very campy is the best way i can describe it i will say that some of the shots in this movie are kind of like cool especially Mm -hmm. the outdoor movie screening i was like that's like my dream is to be Mm -hmm. able to do that and the like dancing in the living room thing like the way it was filmed um we all know that i have beef with a particular movie but i'm gonna compare it for a second Everyone just calm down. After I say this, delete it from your memory. It gave me kind of Scott Pilgrim energy with, like, the text and the way it was shot. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all I'll say on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never even noticed that, but I completely agree with that. Um, there were some times where I was like, I honestly hate this movie. Like, it just, like, didn't vibe with me. Um, I'll just say it, that whole girl-on-girl action mm-hmm. during the, the whole thing. I was like, wow. We're really... Because notice how whenever she kisses everybody else, it's like just a simple little kiss. It's like... But with them, it's like a whole minute of slow-mo. It's erotic and sexy because they're girls and they're kissing each other. But the other girl, it was just like forehead kiss, forehead kiss. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to give the male gaze what it wants every now and then, I guess. Uh, Uh, And especially with the outfits. Oh, yeah. Those, Mm -hmm. I was like, guys, she was wearing those low-rise jeans like it's 2006. I'm like, girl, the main character, what is her her name, B? When she's first introduced, I immediately saw her outfit and I was like, This is a whole Suicide Squad situation with Harley Quinn. I'm like, nobody, like, these women in 2017 are not wearing these low-rise jeans and little, like, not crop tops, but y'all gotta mow y'all's on, like, right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. I swear, like, come on. (sighs) Today is just our day. We're thriving. It is 11 a.m., so... (laughs) Okay, so they're wearing these low-rise jeans, and what are those shirts called? They're, like, they're not crop tops, but 
I don't even think it's, They're I like think it's right. a regular length shirt. It's just her pants are so low. Yeah. Well, I just, like, they're not in right now. Let's just, let's just say that. They've had their time. People want them to be in. I'm like, it's only in, it's only in for the Kaufman Queens. And there you go. And that's amazing if it is, but also those low-rise jeans that's so never gonna be a thing for me never has been never will be um i don't care what my body looks like i am not doing that it's just like it fits the aesthetic from back in the day when you see all those celebrities on the red carpet wearing those outfits it's like oh, bring me back to the 2000s but not with the fashion no 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 i thought her outfit looked very um like american eagle or something but like 2011 <laughs> Because it was just, like, the bootcut jeans and, like, the white shirt. It just, it just gave me American Eagle, but they wanted it to be kind of 70s-inspired at the same time. And she has the middle school curling iron curls. Oh, yeah. And then Bella Thorne's outfit is the typical, like, cheer, like sexy cheerleader thing, which no cheerleader outfits these days look like that. I don't they know. I can't don't. speak on it. I was never in the cheer community I mean, I wasn't ever, but, like, you know, if you go to pep rallies or something, they didn't look like that. Um, let's see. And then Robbie Amell is just shirtless the entire time because... When is he not? Anything he's ever been in. Because Robbie Amell, why not? Um, I'm that little kid, too. Why is he shirtless? Why is he shirtless? Speaking of little kid, I had a little age discrepancy for a second, right? Girl. Were you confused me. too? Okay. Yes, I was about to mention that. I was literally about to say, speaking of this little kid, did you know what his age was? So here's the deal, right? In the beginning of the movie, like, yeah, everyone kind of acknowledges that he's, like, you know, a little too old to have a babysitter. I don't think I ever had a babysitter, but okay. Um, anyway, he's too old to have a babysitter. But his dad is taking him to go, like, practice driving in this car, Mm -hmm. like, in this empty parking lot. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe he's, like, 14. 15. Yeah, like, about to get a permit. But he looks a little young. Yeah, like, he's he's got that, um, those baby features. And And that's why he gets bullied. Yeah. Because he has the baby features. Perfect for the film. And he's just, like, anxiety-ridden. Like, he's just afraid of everything, which I'm not even going to talk smack on that because I was the same way when I was, like, a Mm -hmm. young child, terrified of literally everything. Um... But his bully in the movie is, I think his name is Jeremy, I think. He rolls up on his bike with the squad and he's talking about his sexual rendezvous with this sophomore who's, you know, in a lot more ways like a senior. And he's talking as if he's a freshman. So I'm like, they're 14. But then later on in the movie, they're like, you're 12. He keeps mentioning that he's 12. Uh Uh-huh. I'm like, how are you, why are you practicing to drive when you're 12? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's not normal. Also, this 12-year-old kid, Jeremy, is having sex with a 15, 16-year-old. I think he is a freshman because I think he said I'm a freshman. But I'm like, why is this older kid your bully? Like, normally, normally in bullying life, like, isn't your bully the same age as you? Like, where's the accuracy? Because that means this kid from high school is taking all his time to bully somebody from middle school like if you're in high school you don't care what the middle schoolers are doing i know i'm like all y'all out there who are who have been bullied let me know was your bully like in your grade because like, i don't think let that us makes know sense. about your bullying experience <laughs> how would you know each other if like you're not in the same you know what i'm saying i don't know 
That's weird. Yeah, this movie, I was very confused about his age for a while. I was like, why is his dad so adamant about teaching him how to drive and he's 12? Like, it fits into the plot, but, like, if he's learning how to uh, drive, he should be, like, at least 14. There's no reason for a 12-year-old to be learning how to drive. Exactly. It's just, it's useless. Like, let the kid live. That that was the last thing I was thinking of when I was 12 years old. So, it's the last thing I was thinking of when I was 15 years old. And then B in the kitchen, Cole's like, nobody likes me. Oh, I wish I was normal. Oh my god. And she's like, you have two more years until, like, you think it's too cold to have a babysitter or yeah. whatever. Something like that. And I'm like, okay, so is he, like, 16, turning 18? But then I'm like, oh, is he, like, so if he is 12... That means 14, he's, like, a freshman. So, like, when he gets into high school, he's not going to think it's cool to hang out with her anymore. And then she was like, when you're a senior, all the girls are going to be in love with you. I'm like, don't tell him lies like that. Oh. Like, not, like, him specifically, but, like, high school and love. That's a, you know what? Let those rocks fall where they may. But this movie, I will say... It had some like pretty quick pacing. It, I was it never dragged. Mm-mm. I'll say that, and I really liked it for it. It wasn't long. It was like an hour and twenty minutes. It was a good time. Um, but I was a little confused on like I knew what happened. I read the synopsis, so I knew like okay, she's the leader of this little cult thingy, Majig. But also, I was like. It's never really explained in the movie, which I kind of, like, I'm kind of fine with. Because sometimes movies spend a lot of time just being like, 15 years ago, this satanic cult became a thing and all that. And all she really does is, like, you read from this book and you get whatever you want. You, you, you make the deal with the devil. You perform the sacrifice and your wishes are fulfilled. So she... She is a a witch, I think, but she's, like, very old, like, much older than she physically appears. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you notice her little cat tattoo? She's like, I'm a witch. I didn't. I'm a witchy girl. Oh. Um, she assembles this little group of high schoolers because, like, you know, strength in numbers type of energy. And that's where that- we have <laughs> Robbie Amell as Max, King Batch as um, John, I think. Bella Thorne is Allison. That one girl, I swear I've seen her in something else, but I can't remember she, what. She was in um, Pitch Perfect. Like, she's that, I know you've never seen it, but she's that girl, I think, that was like, she used to like sing really softly, but she can like beatbox or whatever on the low. Sonia. Sonia. And then um, B's pretend boyfriend, Samuel. Mm. That poor guy, he he really got played there. Mm-hmm. But can I just say, these are like the typical group of actors that are definitely not teenagers, but have been playing teenagers for a while. Like King Batch, I swear, I, I said this to you, he just like pops up out of nowhere sometimes. Like in movies, I'm like, oh, he's there. He's an actor apparently because, you know, Vine didn't work out. And... I didn't hate him in this movie. Like, I thought he was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm like, how does he get away with playing teenagers? How does Robbie Amell get away with playing teenagers? I know. Like, it's... Bella, I could kind of give it a pass, I guess. But, like... 
They should have said these were college kids. It would have made, made more things sense. Like, yeah. Maybe they are. Like, I don't think it ever... Well, no, 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 they would be because Bella's a cheerleader. I guess and, she could be a college cheerleader. But... And Robbie Mel's the quarterback. And, like, yeah, he could be the quarterback for, like, college. But, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't have clarification on that. But they've all gathered at Cole's house because his parents, they've gone away on a little romantic retreat. Um, and Cole's best friend from down the street, Melanie... Is like, I bet B hooks up with everyone after you go to sleep. Ooh. And Cole's like, I'm going to stay up all night long and figure it out. <laughs> he gives me like. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you snotty sleep energy. Yes. He's like, I'm all night long. And then <laughs> B is like. Hey, want to take a shot so you can go to bed? He's like, I'm not even tired. She's like, I know you're not. I am. <laughs> Hair flip. I thought it was, I immediately thought it was a little suspicious. Now she was like, take this shot. You'll immediately go to sleep. And I'm like, what? what? I know people have used that on like little kids before. Because you know how sometimes in the country, if you're sick or whatever, sometimes people will give you like a tablespoon of Jack Daniels because it's supposed to like, you know, mm-hmm. kill the bacteria or whatever. And because little kids, I'm not saying I advocate for this. I'm just saying that it's a thing. Like little kids, they'd be passed now. And that's why I'm being a lightweight. That's why I'm not having the endurance. Yeah. But he pours it in a plant because he's not going to fall asleep. He has to know what's going on downstairs. And when the doorbell rings, he assumes that it's, you know, her boyfriend who he saw, who he thinks he saw. Um, in public, but it's actually just a group of teens, and everything is normal, you know, spin the bottle, whatever, male gaze, scenarios, licking. We've been through it. Everything. <laughs> but it turns rough when she gets to Samuel, you know? She's ready to give him a kiss, and she's like, just close your eyes, it's just you and me. And he's like, if I close my eyes, it doesn't mean that they're not there. <laughs> and I'm kind of the same way, I'm like, don't look at me, like, affection, ew! And then they stab him in the head and collect that blood because they're trying to do a sacrifice. Yeah, and immediately I knew this was going to be, like, a ridiculous movie when the blood just, like, is like a hose towards King Batch. I was like, wow. At first I kind of hated it. I was like, oh, is this going to be one of these movies where it's like, the effects are over the top, you know. Oh my goodness, blood is everywhere. But then it, like, kind of grew on me. Like, when Bellafor was shot in the chest... And she just, like, flew across <laughs> the room. I was like, this is campy. I When she revealed her dream job, I was cracking up. Um, journalist. She said, a journalist. I'm like, no, not that being your dream job. Um, yeah, so apparently they have to have the blood of a sacrifice, the sacrifice, or the blood of the, in- and the blood of the innocent to mm-hmm. get whatever they want. Um... So, the, ooh, they, like, pour this guy's blood out as if it's, like, a little dispenser thingy. And Cole, Cole's a little shocked. He's like, is this what they do at orgies? And I'm like, babe, that is not what that is. When he said, it's like I'm your little Protestant. And V was like, prostitute? But the funny thing is, is that Melanie says the same thing. Because she's like, my dad's out of town with this Protestant. I was like, oh, they're made for each other. That, and then when everything around them was going slow-mo when they were talking, I was like, oh, what a fun little addition. But he's terrified mm-hmm. out of his mind. Runs to his room and calls the police. He's like, you gotta get a squad car out here. And you know, for the first time in a 
horror movie. I'm not going to put, I don't think this is like horror, but you know. It falls into that genre like scary movie almost. You know what I'm saying? But for, for once, a character who has seen some criminal activity is finally calling the police. Because I feel like anytime this happens, usually in movies, he just goes and hides. I'm like, boy, why'd you go call the police? I think because he's so anxiety-ridden that it almost makes him act logically. Like, instead of being like, I have to protect myself immediately, he's like, let me do what's smart so I can increase my chances of survival. So Mm -hmm. he tries to do the whole, you know, tie the bedsheets, jump out the window scenario, but his house... She a little tall. She a little mm-hmm. big. Their house is insane. It is. Their kitchen is the blueprint for Dakota Johnson's green cabinets. It's the um, ultimate family house aesthetic for having one kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big house. And they live in Illinois. That's expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, he's really acting logically here. And, you know, I too felt betrayed by B. When she just turned on him like that, when she was taking his blood, I was like, B, I thought we had something special here. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought you were going to be his everything. You were going to give know. him your car when he was old enough to drive it. You were going to, you know, be in his life, even when he didn't need a babysitter anymore. But you had to turn on him. And it, she makes it known that this is not her first time doing this. Like, this is a regular gig for her. And that was the ultimate betrayal when he was like, I'm not your first kid, am I? She said, no. Broke <laughs> my heart. I said, B, how are you going to be so heartless like that and just hurt a boy? And they take his blood out of his arm with this big fat needle. And he's scared of needles. Mm-hmm. He's scared of everything. Um, yeah. And that's on saying, mom, do you think I'm a P word slur? And she's like, how do you know that word? And then she's kind of like, well, how do I tell him he is one without saying he is one? Literally. I am glad that the mom shut down his usage of the R word. I was like, yeah, mama. She said, Cole Johnson, don't you ever say that. Mm. But um, I think the scariest thing of all in this movie was the chase scene with Robbie Amell. There's nothing like Robbie Amell, a shirtless Robbie Amell, I should say, chasing you around in that treehouse. Um, but he was also... He was also his hype man. Yeah. You know? They had a pep talk moment. I was like, where can I get a shirtless Robbie Amell to be my hype man? But Jeremy, you know, Jeremy, he just said, I'm going to egg his house because I, I'm the ultimate bully. And it's like, it's so pathetic too because like he's by himself. Jeremy is just like, I'm going to egg it by himself. I'm like, you don't even have your squad to back you up. I need the history of their beef. I'm like, where did this come from? I don't know. But I was thinking, I'm like, Cole, if you don't talk to Jeremy saying like, look, there's people in my house trying to kill me. Not smart at all, but he does. But of course, Jeremy doesn't believe him. The whole wannabe suicide squad, um, they cover up the police murders because they murdered the police. Obviously, they have to. Um, because as King Bash says, Black Lives Matter too. <laughs> the cultural mm. significance of it all. Mm. For a second, Jeremy is like, on the count of three, we're both going to get on my bike and pedal away. And then he just smashes an egg on his head and is like, bye, get murdered, colon cancer. Like, um, okay, so Robbie Mel's death scene 
I feel like he's the least accurate. He can't just die like that. Uh-huh. He has to struggle a little bit. That's that's gonna be my only complaint. Just saying. How did the rope get wrapped around his neck? Like if it was just dangling. That's what I don't um, understand. That's what they call movie magic. In Hollywood, anything's possible. But mm-hmm. like King Batch, his death was the first one. You know, he's pushed over the stair banister, and the impact causes him. The vine star has to go first obviously and bella we're led to believe that she's dead the whole time because you know she got shot in the chest we're assuming that she's like bled out slash bleeding out sonia dies in the crawl space because cole lights off this firework inside and she gets blown up also y'all need to clean out that crawl space if you have tarantulas that was terrifying i said i'm not going down there Mm -hmm. you couldn't pay me he had to do anything to survive though um but with Bella's death, it's it's a known fact in scary or just like any like movies in general. If you don't see the death on screen, it never happened. I wasn't too convinced that she was in pain. Again, Bella's acting, girl. It's just I wasn't convinced, you know. She cared about her boob, as she says, too much. It made me think of the TikTok audio. It's like a newer one, but you know the like good night to all the bbb whatever yeah there's one where it's like good night to a big titty identity crisis and it just made me crack up wow i identify with that i wish i could i identified (laughs) identity crisis um she is fighting she's got the knife and it's a callback because I don't know what is wrong with this 12-year-old child. He's like, I'm going to fix my race car robot thing with a butcher knife. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But okay, get a screwdriver, sweetie. Um, the daddy puts it in the dishwasher and we're like, oh, that's going to be important later on. Yeah, I notice every, like, even the little race car thing outside of his room, I'm like, okay, to defeat an enemy or something like that. Like, every little thing. They made it, like, too obvious sometimes. Because sometimes they just, like... Like, they would just stay there on that shot of that knife or that race car, and I'm like... That was the first thing that tipped me off about his age. The mom's like, Cole, can you pick the toys up off the stairs? I'm like, if he's 14 and has toys, like, that's... I know, I cannot tell this kid's age. I'm so confused. Maybe when we eventually watch the sequel, probably next year, we'll have more clarity. Well, I know the sequel. I read the synopsis on Netflix, and it said he was in high school. So... I assume he's 12 here, so who knows. Um, but we have to, we left the best for last, I think. B, her death. Girl, her death. I can't with this. So he gets the help from Melanie. B is chasing around with the shotgun, as she does. Because isn't she in that Ready or Not movie where she gets married and, like, her family, her new family is, like, trying to kill her, and she has that shotgun. I feel like she has a shotgun She is in that. Um, I didn't – I thought she was somebody else when I was watching this movie because I went on IMDb after, and I was like, okay, that's not who I'm thinking of. But the actress is Samara Weaving, mm-hmm. and she is in Ready or Not. Because she's, like, the new horror – like, I'm like the no- new horror actress, I've heard, because she's in Ready or Not in this movie. Um, But she's chasing around, and she's like – I'm tough. She said, Miranda Lambert, I'm going home, gonna load my shotgun, wait by the door, and light a cigarette. And she's got those Daisy Dukes. Um, Again, another 
Another trend that is not relevant in 2017. And when they win in the pool, I always will complain about this in any movie where the accuracy is just not lined up. They go swimming, and then afterwards there's a scene in the kitchen, they're making pizza, and her hair is, like, perfect after. Like, it's the way it was before, and I'm like, something is not adding up. Because women... They always women. have to look put together. No, mm-hmm. They can't ever have a damp strand of hair. Was this movie... Did a man direct... Yep, a man directed it. Are we surprised? No. I was going to be a little shocked if it was a woman. But her death scene... I think that Queen song that was included really just made the whole scene. When Fed- Freddie Mercury said that I want to be a legend when I... Like, he said something like, when I die, I want to die a legend. Or be remembered as one. This is what he meant. He said, I I want my song included in the ultimate car wreck we of all time. We are the champions, my friend. Yeah, sometimes I think that song is overused in these situations, but not here. It was perfect. It was necessary. And when the camera was like back to B and her body like flying like that, I did laugh a little. It's just like... When he crashed into that house, I... First of all, how did he live? There was no way that kid would have lived. It was upside down when he crashed. But he said, I am invincible. I'm everything. Colonoscopy ain't going down today. It just... It wasn't even the lines in the movie. It was funny. It was just the actions and how they edited everything that... I swear that whole car scene is the best scene of the entire movie. It was very funny. And she's lying there dying. And they're having this back and forth. You know, like, I can't believe you betrayed me. I actually, like, you know, I loved you. And you were a big fat liar. And I do think she did feel bad for having to, like, you know, lead him on like that. Because they had been in this babysitter baby city duo for it seems like some time i would say at mm-hmm. least a year maybe two and she let him down yeah they have their own little like nicknames for each other and all that and i felt for cole it was pretty obvious he had a little crush but the dedication of this girl she really said i'm gonna be his babysitter for a long time to get that instant blood for real he this goes back to what you were saying earlier if the death isn't on screen are they actually dead he leaves the crime scene before she's actually gone. And I did start watching the second movie a few weeks ago, but I didn't finish it yet. Um, Does she return? I'm not entirely sure, but I think that she returns in a different form. In Ooh. someone that we maybe already know. And I'll leave it at that. Mm, I don't know. But a couple things I wanted to touch in, touch in, hi, my name's Sayla and English is my first language. To touch on, number one, intergalactic dream team. And number two, motivation. So all these people are in this cult to fulfill some form of wish, some form of, you know, I want this. Bella, we find out, or excuse me, Allison, we find out hers is to get her dream job as a journalist. Like, she wants to secure that dream job. John, aka King Batch, he wants his mixtape to pop off the charts. How did I miss all this? I mi- I got the Bella Thorne, but, like, the King Batch one, I was like, I didn't even notice. It was a really quick thing. B, I'm assuming hers is to, like, sustain her youth or whatever. Yeah, she mentioned that when she was a kid, she wasn't, like, confident. She was really small, and now she isn't that. I'm like, well, you are pretty tall. 
you can so step you on that. the boys if you want to, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what Sonia's was. Sonia and B seem to have like a different kind of relationship. Like Sonia seemed to know a little bit more than the rest of the group. And then Robbie, aka Max, I don't even think he wanted a wish because he said I was just here to ki- like kill people anyway. Kill people. Yeah. So he's just a serial killer. Ooh. Um, I believe it. <laughs> Who is your intergalactic dream team? My intergalactic dream team. So I can pick like anybody in the world, uh-huh. any character. Um, oh to save the world. To save the world. You get five slots to save the oh world. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, five. Okay. I should have thought about this. I should have been prepared. Um, Daenerys Targaryen. She's got those dragons, okay. obviously. Um, Why did I not say Day Day? Daenerys, Day Day! <laughs> Day Day! Um, let's see. Ooh, I'm trying to think of a Harry Potter character that would really be essential here. Um, you know, I'm not picking Harry Potter because, like, obviously. I feel like, you know what? Hermione, she's smart. I feel like she could come up with something. Okay. And then, um, Hermione. Hermione. Let's see. Ooh, why am I really blanking on just everybody? Um, Scarlet Witch from the MCU, because powers. <sighs> you know what? Let's yeah, Zio Mara. Mara, she just she just said, I have those singing abilities. I can do it. I'm surprised you didn't say Wonder Woman, your old Gal Gadot. I have one more. And I'm going to say Harley Quinn. Ooh, she said Wonder Girl, Wonder Woman, Wonder Baby. I love Wonder Woman, but Harley Quinn wins it all. God, my intergalactic dream team. This is so difficult. Okay, Um, my first one would be... Ooh, I don't know what the character's name is. Maybe you can help. Uh, okay. From Breaking Dawn, that one character, that girl from the jungle that can, like, make everybody see, like, the reality. Oh, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know. I can't think of her name, name right now. But her, um, I would have... I don't want to pick more than one person from the same universe. I would say Jane, because, you know, pain. Uh, you, can pick, you can pick whoever you want. Okay, I'm going to pick... Ooh, I'm going to pick Jane because I feel like she could take some people down. It's all about that mental strength. Um, Maybe you could just do Dakota Fanning in general. Just Dakota, <laughs> powerless Dakota. Um, Then I would pick, ooh, not the Hulk, but that rock man from Fantastic Four. Oh, my gosh. The thing. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Um, That thing. That thing. And that's on Miss Lauren Hill. Um, I would pick, oh my god, okay, from the show Foster's Home for the Imaginary Friends, I would pick that one girl who's in that episode where it's like, Britney, pop star, whatever, the girl with like the ponytails, I'd pick her, because I just feel like she would be crazy enough, she would be a distraction, and then I would pick, I don't know, who's my five? I don't know. Let me think for a second. Let me let me ruminate. I wouldn't pick um, Spider Man. He's too weak. 
Ooh. I love um, you, babe, but no. Um, you could do Sandman. Azula from The Last Airbender, because she was kind of crazy. She can do okay. that lightning bending or whatever. I feel like she could blast some people out of space. Okay. So that's my dream team, everyone. Feel free wow. to judge it. Notice how they're mostly women. Because women can't do it all. Notice Except for the thing. <laughs> girls are powerful. <laughs> the thing, I was just like, that was the first thing that came to my brain was like that big rock man. That works though. I feel like that's great. Yeah. So what would you rate this amazing movie? Oh my goodness. Out of uh, <laughs> 10 reenacted scenes from an old Western movie, I would give it. A solid 7 out of 10. I thought it was entertaining. Okay, so out of 10, um, shirtless Robbie Amell's being your hype man, I would give it, you know, I would give it a 6. I'll give it a 6. I think, like, some points were docked off just for the male gaze being um, a main part of this movie. I think if that wasn't included, I think this would have been a really great film. Mm-hmm. Very campy. I feel like this is the scary movie franchise of, like, today. Like, it's yeah. supposed to be kind of scary, but it's, like, humorous. Funny. Yeah. I like it. You know, we have to stick to our Halloween aesthetic. And guess what type of quiz we took this week? Well, you're going to have to find out. You want to take a quizzy busy? Uh, of course. Let's sacrifice the main portion to get to the quiz. <laughs> we are taking a quiz called There Are Four Main Halloween Aesthetics. Which one is yours? Bedsheet ghost people have impeccable vibes. By Tessa Fahi, a BuzzFeed staff member. Thank you, Tessa. Thanks, Tess. Um, I don't, I actually don't know what the four main Halloween aesthetics are. I don't either. No. I feel like one is Nightmare Before Christmas, and I don't want that. <laughs> Pick something to collect candy in. Ooh, we have your classic plastic pumpkin bucket that we've all had at some point in our lives. Mm-hmm. We have your pillowcase. I don't, this option is just not my favorite. We have Skull Bucket for all the alternative kids out there who are too good for a pumpkin. This is for the people who are like, Halloween's about being scary. And then we have Wicker Basket for the cottagecore girlies like me. Well, you know which one I'm digging. I was going to pick Skull Bucket, but then your description really just like made me, uh, I I don't want to do that. (laughs) So I'm going to go with Classic Pumpkin Bucket. Or if you're like me, I had a pink one when I was a kid. Because I'm a girl, and I go my <laughs> traditional gender stereotypes. I actually did have a basket one year. I was um, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, so it made sense um, to have a basket. And they're really sturdy. Yeah, I was going to either guess that or, like, Little Red Riding Hood. Pick a pet in costume. Ooh, up first, we have a little dog giving us some head tilt action. In a bedsheet ghost costume with Katie's plastic pumpkin bucket. But that's fancy. That looks like a real pumpkin. That one's got some, like, lighting. They spent money on that. Then we have a witchy cat, which I just feel like witch and cat goes together. That just makes sense. I think there's a little cinnamon broom on the side, a cauldron, a little hat. 
we have Cat Dracula. I'm just going to let y'all come up with your own image for that. <laughs> and then we have a little corgi with bunny ears. Not exactly on theme for Halloween, but I'm not mad about it. This is so cute. Oh my gosh, which one should I choose? It has to be one of the cats. Mm, you know, the little witch one. I love that. I love that. I'm choosing that. That one is definitely one of the cuter ones. I would say um, I'm going to go with Bedsheet Dog. I'm allergic to cats. Ooh. But Bedsheet Dog, it's just giving me like that innocence in the eyes. You know, it's mm. like, hey, but there's some tricks under his sleeve. Pick a Halloween color. Ooh, this is controversial. These are the Halloween colors, though. Like, there's no other colors that can go in the mix. We have, of course, orange. Got to get that orange pumpkin. Green, like Frankenstein's head. Purple, like a witch's little belt buckle thing on her hat. And black, like the spooky ooky night. Um, I don't know. Like, these aren't my favorite colors. I I do like orange, but this is like Vols orange, you know? I like orange just in general. Mm, I'm going to go with, you know, I'm just going to go with black. Like a little black cat. I think I'm going to pick volunteer orange just because green is my favorite color, like, naturally. But that shade of green, I don't really gravitate towards it. Yeah. Pick a spooky family movie. Oh, this one's going to be difficult for me. Oh, okay. We have Hocus Pocus. You know, I cast a spell on you and now you're mine. Halloween Town, where it's like, Mom, Halloween. Marty, like, no. no. You're not a witch. No. You're a mortal. And then <laughs> the Adams Family, you know, with my girl. What's the mom's name? Morticia. And the husband's name is Gomez. It was on last night, but I did I wasn't paying attention to it. I like the Adams family aesthetic. Um mm-hmm. then we have the Nightmare Before Christmas. I mm. somebody who's a stan, because so many people stay in this movie, explain it to me. I don't get it. Like I've seen it once and I'm like, ah. But I have to go with Halloween Down. That was my go-to Halloween movie as a kid. When that used to come on Disney Channel, the memories it's all bringing back. It makes me, like, actually want to, like, do Halloween stuff. But, alas, I don't have the energy for that. I always wanted Debbie Reynolds, like, cloak thing in that movie because I just thought it looked mm-hmm. really cool. Um, I'm going to pick Hocus Pocus because I love that movie. Um, and Max, his house... The stairs in his room, I was so envious. I was like, why can't I have a mansion? Pick a jack-o'-lantern. Ooh, they use some stencils for this. Up top, we have angry triangle eyes and jagged mouth. And then we have, hey, everyone, it's Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the eyeballs are just huge. I don't know why, but this is, like, what Bethany Moda would think is, like, quirky and cute in the Halloween, uh, in a little pumpkin. Not Katie calling out Bethany. No. I can. She's not. Is she relevant anymore? I don't know. She dates that one guy from YouTube, like, from the Dominic show or something, but I don't know. And that's all she's good for now. (laughs) 
Bethany, to Taylor. I am so sorry, girl. Bring another line out of Aeropostale. Um, give me some planners at Target or something. I'll take a planner. Then we have Little Baby Pumpkin, which I don't know what the expression would be on this. I feel like it's pretty neutral. Maybe a little smirk. And then we have a classic pumpkin. This is like the Halloween Town big town square pumpkin, you know? Happy yeah. expression, but not over the top. Um, you know, I talk smack on the Bethany Moda pumpkin, but I'm just, I have to go with it. It's quirky. It's cute. I love the little, like, round nose going on here. I just like how the eyeballs are like, hey! Like, they just look very... <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Halloween Town Classic Square Pumpkin because it's teeth. I love when the teeth are like that. Um, and that's mm-hmm. on me having a gap. I support it in the Halloween community. Um... Pick another Halloween decoration. Ooh, let's go Pinterest. All right, so we have a small pumpkin slash gourd arrangement. I feel like that's very um, Caucasian mom. You know, she's got it on the <laughs> dining table. She's got it on, like, the – if your house has – what are they called? Oh, my God, like um, the bar or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about, like, a fireplace, a mantle. Mm-hmm. I like, she's got pumpkins everywhere. Say, as a daughter of a Caucasian mom, we actually don't have those. Your Mama Doll is her own woman. She said, I'm not here to live these stereotypes. Mm. Then we have paper bats. Somebody cut those out of some construction paper. Then we have, I don't really like these kind of decorations. No shade to anybody who has them. But the half-buried, like, zombie gravestone kind of stuff. It's not really for me. And then we have pumpkin paper lantern string lights. Oh, that's kind of cute. That's like college party Halloween edition. I don't know. But I do kind of like the paper bats. I, it reminds me of that vine. You, you, you guys remember vine. And that little child is like, look at it. It's freaking bats. I'm picking paper bats because I think they look the best. Okay. Wow. My picture is currently loading. Mine too. The little gear is spinning. I wonder if we got the same one. What did you get? I got Witch of the Woods. <gasps> we did not get the same one. <gasps> Continue. Okay. You bring cottagecore to Halloween by fully embracing the harvest season and witchy vibes. Ooh. Your idea of great Halloween decorating probably includes books, creepy plants, mm, can't get with that, and strange potions, and you're right. I'm so jealous. I want that aesthetic, but I got Pumpkin Cutie. Uh, you are a Pumpkin Cutie, Bethany Moda. Uh, you love Halloween for its sugary treats and seeing babies dressed up in hilarious costumes. I do like seeing babies dressed up in hilarious costumes. You're not really into the horror parts. So you just try to make Halloween as cute as possible. Things would be met better with more li- more little cat ear headbands. Girl, I cannot read. A Dance Mom Season 8. I do not agree with that last statement. I'll, that's all I gotta say. And I do like a little horror. A little bit of horror. I'm just not like... I don't know. I need to see a picture attached. But I guarantee you it's like a little like cat... Like, it just, just a woman, like a Dan and Phil type of thing with the whiskers and stuff. Dang, Katie said, all you YouTubers, I'm coming for your career today. Hey, honey. I'm not coming for Dan and Phil. Never in my life. Dan and Phil, 
are exempt from that discussion. <laughs> you know, speaking of decorating, one of my friend's moms back in the day, mm-hmm. she would go all out. Like, Halloween was her holiday. We had a Halloween party thing once, and we watched a horror movie, and I was really scared. Oh, Raise your hand if you were scared. Me too. I was really, really scared. She had these fake potion bottles and stuff, and she was medusa one year and she bought these like plastic snakes or whatever from the halloween store and spray painted them gold and like glued them on this headband it was crazy i was like the commitment i love it there's this one house in my neighborhood she goes all out for halloween every single year and it's the same decorations every year so i'm like we can try something different but you know she doesn't really but it's okay it's the spirit that counts the spirit that counts. Ooh, Ooh. seance, sweetie board. Anyways, should we do our outro? Of course. We hope all you witches and pumpkin cuties have a fun end of October slash beginning of November when this comes out. Uh, yeah. And a safe Halloween. Uh-huh. And a safe Halloween. A very safe social distancing it's a perfect holiday to wear a mask be visible if you're going out don't get hit by a car uh follow us on twitter at courage and doll and check out our website couragedollpodcast.wixsite.com slash now playing and if you don't have twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts then email us couragedollpodcast at gmail.com and subscribe bye